Welcome to another episode of Artistry Chat uh, with me, Paul Nongrom. And on today's episode, we have with us Benny Wankar. Uh, you know, he's a great chef, and I would do him this justice if I was to introduce him, so I'll let him introduce himself. Uh, thank you, Paul, for having me. Uh, great to be here on Chit Chat with Paul. And, uh, of course, previous episodes, uh, my friends Nas and Embor have been here, so... Of course, I'm glad to have had the opportunity to be here. I think it was bound to happen, by the way. But yeah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, bound to happen. But thanks for the great intro. I'm not the greatest. I'm good. Yes. But thanks for having me. He he is quite a good chef. I've heard that from many people. Unfortunately, uh, I don't have the app Glorify, and I have not been able to actually order food from his shop. But I will do that soon. Yeah, I can understand Wi-Fi problems not being able to download Glorify. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, okay. Uh, I, I thought I'll be more positive on this episode, but let's get into it. <laughs> I don't like Loipi that much. Why what, is that? One of the main reasons is yeah. because I can't pay online. And they insist on having me, even if they have the Google Pay option, they're like, okay, you can Google Pay, but the guy has to come to your place and then you Google Pay him once he reaches you. I'm like, dude, can't I just pay on the app? Like, if if... Gloipi, if you're listening, if you just solve that tiny problem, I would order more stuff from you guys. <laughs> I mean, use the app more. Yeah, I understand. I mean, come on. Uh, it is uh, a local app. Yeah, and shout out to Gloipi. They've been yeah, really I mean, full. I mean, uh, I'm, ju- I'm just saying that. Not, not to sound rude, but yes, I have ordered from using the app. I mean, my friends uh, use the app quite a lot. And there, there are, you know, a lot of good restaurants which are only available in Gloipi and not the other app applications as well. Uh, do you want to actually get into that? Like, why did you choose Gloipi instead of, you know, the other, like, Zomato or Swiggy? Like, what drew you to that platform? Okay. Uh, well, firstly, what attracted me last year was how uh, very approachable they were mm. at first initially. Like, yes. not that they're, they're not now, yes. but they're still very helpful and mm. very understanding. And shout out to the whole Cloyfee team for being um, very helpful and, you know, very punctual. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it is a small app. It mm. is a local-based uh, small business. Yes. It's a local small business, right? So, obviously, they'll mm. have some setbacks. Yes, yes. But then, you know, this is just like a starting point for them. Yeah, exactly. I've been tied up with them for the past one year now. We mm. started tying up last year when mm. I opened my home kitchen. And... I'm very grateful for the service. Yes, definitely. And uh, I have good things to say yeah. about them. And yeah. I'm really glad. Oh, I, I don't think we actually got into it. Like, uh, yeah. Benny does have a cloud kitchen. Uh, probably one of the first of its kind to come up in Shillong. And I'll let him actually explain the concept okay. behind it. Thanks. Uh, well, it's not exactly the first of its kind. We kind of like started when... Yes. There was a whole boom of like home cooks and cloud kitchens coming up. And, uh, you know, it started last year when the whole pandemic happened, mm-hmm. when it all started. So, you know, people had a lot of time like at home experimenting, mm-hmm. doing things that they normally wouldn't do apart from like their jobs. There, It was then that a lot of them really found out that, you know, they loved cooking. They wanted to do it like professionally, open a, a home kitchen, a cloud kitchen. For me, however, and a couple of my friends who started Snack Rack with me, uh, I think it was more of a necessity because, of course, everything was shut down. And, uh, 
No, it was that urge the where I had to like at least make a decent earn. I w- I don't I wouldn't say earning, but at least do something productive. Yeah. Right. And if we can contribute contribute like to our families or anything, so that was where where we started as a kitchen. It was just a group of friends trying to like do you know help out our families. Yeah. So you know we started small. Of course, we had our own setbacks as well, but we always take all the negative with the positive. We had, of course, initially like a lot of problems, like um, delivering food, mm-hmm. long delivery time, or maybe. We missed out a couple of orders in mm. between the foods, but we always try to make up for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, you know, like when it comes to like our food business, food business, there will always be a good with the bad because sure. you can't cater to everyone's taste. You yeah. can't cater to everyone's, uh, you know, palate. Yeah. Some people yeah. might like your food. Some people don't. You just have to like accept it the way it is. Mm. You just have to give the best that you can, and you know, if they don't like it. You you ask them like for ask feedback. for your feedback, you work on it, and then you know you move on from there. Yeah, I think um, you know last year was quite a turning point uh, in the food business. Uh, not not just from the perspective of I would say you know online delivery yeah. and people having to stay inside the house, but I think uh, you know, there's been a recent trend, and I think it's been going on for a long time, where shops have just kept opening. Every now and then, Shilong, you you see a new restaurant pop up almost everywhere, and I think for a long time there was this um, kind of perception where you know the, you had to make the interior great. It was more mm. of like you know serving the Instagram crowd. I would yeah, say. the looks speaking. Yeah, in, yeah, doing it for the gram. Yeah, doing it for the <laughs> true, true. Yeah, and I I don't necessarily want to name names here, but then. There were a few uh, restaurants, particularly who I saw, were like almost solely built on that aspect of the business, where they were like, "Okay, we're doing this for the gram, trying to attract people to come and take photos." But when I went there, the food was actually lacking, and I think especially last year with the pandemic, with the pandemic, with everyone being home, you kind of got a real sense again of like. Yes, I'm eating food for the taste of it. Mm. Like you know, since you weren't able to really like order outside, yeah, y- you really uh, once you started ordering food, it was from restaurants you actually like, and that's where I think a lot of people also realized like, oh yeah, I really like this restaurant for the food, and you know that aesthetic uh, point of view slowly dissipated. I mean, yes, of course it'll come again, and that's yeah, like there to stay, but yeah. like you know. You started to appreciate food uh, a lot more, and mm. I mean, from your business as well, right? Uh, like starting uh, a cloud kitchen with no physical <coughs> location. Yeah, I think that that serves a great point to how good your food must be, right? For for you to have repeat customers, it's because people do enjoy your food. And uh, how how do you like you said you you took a lot of feedback, but how were the feedbacks? Uh, were most of them constructive, or how did you initially take them when you first started getting them? See, that's the thing. Like with feedbacks, you kind of have to be very neutral and very confident about yourself. If it's if it's good, well, it's all well and good. Mm. I mean, you feel good about the the fact that you did something good, exactly. and the pe- person who ordered that food, like in my line, for mm. instance, the person who ordered that food, he enjoyed it. He or she enjoyed it. But when someone doesn't like it, mm. we ask them like what was wrong. And if 
you know, if there was anything that maybe they could add, like their own feedback or the personal preference. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we work on that. So initially, of course, it was hard when we started out because we had no name, no nothing. And mm -hmm. it was basically just, we worked out from the kitchen of my own, my house. Yes. And we were kind of like shuffling between like our orders and mm -hmm. my grandma making food at home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, basically, so like, you know, like, we, we, we were having a busy day and mm -hmm. we get like three orders of like the mm -hmm. spaghetti with meatballs and noodles. And then yeah. grandma comes and was like, oh, could die. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, like yeah. obviously that is where, you know, like yeah. you kind of like have to work around that. Mm -hmm. But somehow, like by the grace of God as well, like we worked and, you know, we gave out the best that we could. Mm -hmm. Not many, not like some, a lot of people liked it. Mm -hmm. Some didn't. And I'm grateful for all the ones who did give constructive feedback. Yeah. There were also a few who did give negative feedback. But then again, we also like took that into consideration. We never took it to heart. And, um, you know, when it comes to that, like we always try to give the best of what we can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's very important to distinguish between those two things. Right? Yeah. Negative feedback and yeah. constructive feedback. Yeah. You, Most times I think people are just too eager to criticize criticize yeah whereas when you actually ask them okay like what can i change to improve it's always like uh i don't know because you know the first thing is i think we're in a generation though which kind of feeds off that that um, negative energy not just negative energy but you you also realize like if i say something negative like mm. i'll at least get more visibility yeah whereas <clears throat> if you praise someone like you know, you're just in the general crowd. Yeah. So I, I think, uh, especially for those people who are like creators, uh, maybe in the visual perspective, like either your photography, your videography, or you're, you're a cook, right? I mean, don't take things too hard. Uh, when you do get creative feedback, like really cherish that. Because mm. those, like some good people, like I, I have some really good friends who actually come back to me and just say like, okay, I don't think that color is matching with that. Like, maybe you can change it. Yeah. And those are the type of people, you know, you really want to keep in your lives. You really want to uh, bounce things off them. Yeah. Because once you have those great people, they'll actually tell you, like, how you can improve. Exactly. So, and that's one more thing I'd like to add to that. Um, see, like, even when it comes to this whole, like, negative feedback and stuff like that, even if it is negative, forget constructive, mm -hmm. even if it is negative, Always learn what you can from it. Exactly. Because as good as someone might be, mm. there will always be someone better than you. Mm. And it applies to everyone. It applies to me also. Yeah. I like I wouldn't say I am great at cooking. I am good. Mm. I'm good at what I do, at what I know. But there will always be someone who is better than me. Yeah. And you know, and if like if I happen to, you know, like meet that person. And they give me feedback. Of course, I'll take that in consideration because in the end, it, it benefits me. Mm. It makes me better, like, you know, as a, not just as a person, but what I do, exactly. like, as my as my craft. Yeah. So it's just something that, you know, you just have to be, like, really neutral and really mm. positive with. Even if it is negative, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, because uh, going on that point, right, I think the most important thing to remember when getting feedback is don't believe your own hype. Exactly. If, if people keep telling you you're good, appreciate that yeah. but also take it as uh, you know uh, something to in, encourage you to, to get, get better because yeah. no matter what field you are in unless you're like 
I don't know. Uh, unless you're probably like Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> but even those guys, you know, they keep doing like new things. Like, yeah. you know, there's always room for improvement. The biggest downfall you'll ever have is once you start believing your own hype. And yeah. that's that's where like, you know, you'll actually start crashing. You get arrogant. You get arrogant. You get cocky. Yeah. And that's where you really mm-hmm. fall. I mean, like even when like, uh, you know, we took a break mm-hmm. after last year. Like when things opened up, we did take a break and then we opened up our kitchen again this year. However, like when we opened, it was just uh, just me alone. Mm. So like for the past couple of months, I've been handling like things like, you know, the whole delivery mm. process, buying, cooking, whatever. Like I've been doing it alone. My partners like are still there. They're very supportive of me. Mm. It's just that we also are like are different parts of our yes. lives. So we have different things to, you know, kind of focus on. Mm. So I am trying to keep like this life so mm. i'm trying to do the best i can of course yeah so it's it just comes to that like no matter how hard you work you know of course there will be the good and the bad there will be bad days mm. but you also have to remember that you know even if it's good even if it's bad it's never permanent exactly yeah you have to be it's a constant it, state of change yeah it's always changing of course like we are very sometimes we're very erratic with our kitchen yeah. sometimes we're closed sometimes we're open but then you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I, we never meant it for, like, if I'm being honest, like, when we started this, we never meant for it to become, like, something permanent like this. Yeah. But after, like, the good feedback that we've had last year, so, you know, like, we thought, mm. why not, you know? Yeah. And maybe this year also, it hasn't been as good as it was last year. But then we're getting there. Yeah, you know? I mean, we're trying to slowly, slowly, I think it'll definitely yeah. grow and you know, with the quality of food you have, I think definitely more people will be attracted to it. And actually, like, especially for your line of business, having those repeat customers is yeah. definitely uh, a boon. Yeah, definitely. Those, they're lifesavers, I'll yes, tell you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So getting on to it, um, how did you first get into cooking or you know, all these things? Because... Uh, my earliest recollection of you was probably in school when Sports. yeah when we, were, we used to com- we competed against yeah, each other when actually. we used to do as athletics in school uh, i think you were a year senior to yeah. me probably yeah yes that's my earliest memory of you and at that time like obviously i didn't know you that well but huh. i was like okay there's benny he has a good laugh <laughs> <laughs> thanks <laughs> but you know slowly slowly i got to hear good things about your cooking. I started to see your photos pop up, uh, like, you know, of you holding that fish, oh, that yeah. big fish. I was like, okay, where where is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the story with that fish is actually, um, I think it was four years ago. I mm. was, uh, we were working with Carnival Cruise and it was kind of like, uh, you know, a chef's day off. Mm. Like the entire kitchen team, we... You know, we just took a day off. Yeah. We were potted in Cozumel, Mexico. Mm. And we took the entire day off. And we just spent like the, by the beach, mm. chilling, having a beer. And some of us, we were fishing and all. And the best part about like places like those are like the markets are really close mm. by. And uh, you can actually like hire small cabins where you can okay. cook and eat for yourself. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So that fish was caught by one of my colleagues. Mm. And, you know, you wouldn't believe me if I say that like if. If if you had seen it in person, mm. it was probably about like eight or nine kgs oh. whole by itself. Wow. Okay. That was huge. That's a huge. Fish. It was a struggle for me to like hold it, uh. but then like you know doing it for the gram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah so okay coming to your question um like i've never really pursued anything uh, apart from this line of thing i mean i have thought about it but then it never really you know like sparked mm-hmm. that kind of interest my earliest memory of me like enjoying what to do what i do enjoying cooking is it was i think my sister's birthday i don't remember which year it was but she was very young and my mom had invited a friend over to help cook for like that event and then like i think even i was young i don't know maybe i was probably like 9 or 10 10 years old but then i was like uh, nice ila shit kum thing they she's cooking that and then he made it and then i remember that was the first time i ever i've had like mukhlai paratha okay yeah and i i had when when i tasted it i was mind blown damn 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 i can like i want to learn i want to learn stuff like this mm-hmm. so like that that was kind of like the first step and then slowly slowly then you know i like you know i helped out grandma at mm-hmm. home with the cooking i helped out mom sometimes with the cooking and all and like that's how it got started and then you know as i, I but like it wasn't really that much but then mm-hmm. as i grew up you know like we get exposed to different medias on and tv especially the channels like tlc and yes, stuff like that definitely. so it kind of it's it kind of like pulls you it's like mm-hmm. a rabbit hole you know like once you find something that you really enjoy doing and you know i guess it kind of just like cascaded from there onwards yeah yeah speaking speaking on that right uh, how how did you go about actually learning the craft yeah so again like i said like that was something that you know mm-hmm. i've always been like one track mind and i never wanted to follow anything else apart from like this yeah. line so like right after 11 and 12 you know i did my hospitality mm-hmm. from double ihm in calcutta okay yeah so you know like the first two years were good mm-hmm. they were really fun the third year is where we uh, pick our specializations mm-hmm. so you know that is when i really got to you know experience firsthand what it was really like you know like that whole working environment of course there we in between the first and the second we did have like different types of trainings and internships and what not but then those were like you know like just trainings yeah yeah it was right, right after third year that we really got to have a feel of what it was really like and you know there were time the first initial months the were uh, right after i graduated those were probably like the hardest months of my life because you know it like it's kind of like putting you teaching you how to swim by throwing you on the deep end okay. yeah okay so that's when you actually started having the actual industry experience exactly exactly so like you know they teach you mm. basic generic stuff during internships yeah. but when you actually you know cross that threshold no books or like no amount of teaching will ever yeah. prepare you mentally and physically for the kind of work that is actually involved mm. you know because like as they say you may you may read an entire book of medicine but unless yeah. you know what to do with it you're just sure. going to poison yourself correctly so uh, i i believe you worked in a couple of places right before you came back to shillong as well yeah so yeah. there was uh, a couple of hotels yeah uh, so like i like i said i did my internship in bangalore in mm-hmm. itc winsor which okay. is a very lovely place I still have very fond memories of Bangalore. Yes. So and I came back went back to Calcutta mm-hmm. after that then I started my first job with uh, Dusit Devrana New Delhi. Okay. Yeah, which then got later on which then got rebranded as the Rosette. Oh, in Delhi. Nice. 
so and after that then i worked in carnival cruise lines mm-hmm. yeah and i was there for probably a year and a half before mm-hmm. you know like i had a couple of health problems which really took a toll so i kind of like needed some time off so i came back but then i thought like why not stay because in the end like at the time like even my grandma wasn't well mm-hmm. and mom was like she's a single mom working so and even my sister even she was working outside so i thought like i might as well stay a couple of months and help out at home but then a the couple of months turned then into years yeah. and you know it cascaded like yeah. one thing led to another but i'm here and i'm enjoying what i do yeah because yeah. uh, i remember that time when we met you were saying you were working in like two three uh, restaurants at the same time also right uh you working somewhere near crinolin yeah yeah it wasn't exactly working two three restaurants it was mm-hmm. like a whole chain so i was uh, okay 2018 when i came back i, I did a stint over at uh, hotel polo towers mm-hmm. so you know like they they had just opened their new cafe hoity toity okay in crinolin okay so it's part of the yeah, same franchise yeah it was it's part of the same franchise so i was yeah. basically just like you know looking after this and if not if like this uh, dillens and ml05 if one yeah. place was busy so i kind of like jump from one one place oh, okay, to the other okay. and help out and cuz at the time right honestly i thought oh this benny is a busy guy he's working <laughs> in four kitchens i was like where does he have the time to actually <laughs> just keep running about yeah it was a fun time i mean like you know there were ups and downs but it was a good experience yeah yeah i i think uh, you know i've i've always uh, had this impression that the life of a chef is quite a hectic one uh, especially if you're opening up your own restaurants because you know it opens when you open and it closes when, when you close yeah so especially for you right now because you know it's uh, it's a cloud kitchen it's from your own kitchen like how do you actually find the time to actually manage uh, different things during the day okay see well uh, again it all depends on your like on your mentality mm. like if you know that today is going to be a busy day you start off early planning you get all the, everything done but then again when it comes when coming to your question you know when it opens when i open mm. so like it is very hectic especially like for me at this phase like in my career yeah. like because i'm handling it solo at the moment of course it is very busy because i have to be involved in every every yeah. single process so even even like the small tasks like when it's done then i have to write the bill mm-hmm. packet and then call the delivery guy come in like even even those minuscule small things they take yes. a lot of time so like you know if you have a team that is all well and good and it is like it is one place where you can you cannot be like a solo one man army yeah, yeah. so you definitely need a very good street, a very good team very good good supportive people you know to work around because it is one place where uh let's just say if you are short tempered it will trigger every it trigger you yeah, every second yeah it will trigger you every second so again you know like this is something that just comes with uh, experience and planning yeah the more you work on it the more it gets easier for you mm-hmm. yeah and i mean since you're doing it by yourself i assume even the you know purchasing getting groceries that's also yeah. done by you right yeah uh, how has that also how do you actually manage your time then in in between all these things do you uh, kind of understand like 
you know, I have this and this demand probably throughout the week, then you kind of do a bulk buy or is it, you know, you get specific ingredients for specific days? No, it's, uh, see, the thing is, uh, even though we're still a home kitchen, like there are limitations because even if you bulk buy, where will you store it? Exactly. Yeah. So like, you know, there are things that <clears throat> you just have to keep in mind for, you know, like stuff that can last maybe like, mm. maybe like a sausage you make, yeah. make it once, make it in bulk, store it. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the rest of the vegetables and planning and how to make it. yeah. So the thing, the thing what I do is like, I plan for today and tomorrow, okay. like every two days, mm-hmm. the, the prepara- preparations. Yeah. So like if it involves like cutting fresh vegetables, that doesn't take much time, but they have to be ready in hand like when I need them. Yeah. So I plan for the next two, three days before. If I need them, I can take it and, you know, like cut it, boil it, whatever, like mm. whatever that's needed. But for stuff like, you know, like... Um, Pasta, for, for example, yeah. you can't make the sauce like ready in Definitely, hand, yeah. you know. So you just make it once and then you kind of like store it for the next two, three days where you know like nothing's going to happen to it. It's going to be fine. So you kind of just have to go with that mentality. You have to be like very strategic also at placing and, and buying stuff because yeah. like because for a home kitchen, you're never, your orders are never assured. Yeah. So there right. will be days, there will be good days, there will be bad days. So you kind of like you know, make stuff on the go. Yeah. I mean, I think an important thing to take from what you just said, right, is also having fresh ingredients. Um, I remember just watching a video, I think a couple of uh, weeks ago, they were talking about Subway and Mm. how, like, you know, when it initially came, it was marketed as being fresh and healthy. But slowly, uh, most of the Subway chains started to shut down because they were kind of getting their groceries delivered frozen or at least once a week or sometimes, you know, maybe even longer. And it was actually hampering that quality that the actual tag which they had, right, of Mm. like, you know, being fresh and a healthy option for their consumers. That story started not becoming the truth uh, at some point, right? And I think it's, it's very important to, especially to take into that consideration of understanding like no matter how much you can buy in bulk like fresh is fresh at some times especially for certain foods yeah see for certain for for certain foods yes but like you know when you go to chains like that Mm. fresh is never fresh exactly i mean i mean there's nothing wrong with like how they work of course Mm. i myself love subway i'm kind of like sad that it's shut down i miss i miss miss subway i miss their sauces actually that Sweet onion. Uh, yeah. The sweet onion sauce. Yeah. I used, I used to eat Subway a lot. I was, I was sad. <laughs> uh, you know, a new a new chain came in. Not the same though. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, you know, fresh is never fresh. I mean, mm. you if you think about it, you you are never eating fresh food unless you, you do it yourself and you're like you sitting right from there. the garden. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. The, only, the only thing fresh, you know, like, because once it's cut, once mm-hmm. it's cut, it's gone. That is not fresh. I mean, I can understand yeah. like that whole mentality. Mm. But then, of course, it declines. Yes. I mean, especially grains, right? There's no way you can keep it for that long as well. No. Yeah. no I, I, tried, I tried that when I was staying on my own in Mumbai. I was like, okay, maybe a few things, you know, can't bulk by. It's not feasible. <laughs> 
experience. Uh, but, but also, I mean, one thing to keep in mind is uh, yeah. Benny stays right next to the actual market. So I think that yeah. that helps him a lot as well. Oh, that is very helpful. Yeah. It's been a lifesaver yeah, for I mean, me. Definitely. I, I cannot tell you the amount of times where I have cursed at myself for not having something in between an order. And, and still being and able to yeah, go out. Yes, and get exactly. The there have been so many times where I'm like, oh shit, my pasta's boiling. But I'm like, I'm, you know. And then someone orders like, you know, like spaghetti meatballs. Mm-hmm. And I I make them usually with chicken or beef, but mm-hmm. beef is like the hot seller. Yeah. And then, you know, like I'm boiling, I'm boiling the thing, I'm boiling the mm-hmm. pasta and all. Open the fridge, it's like there's no more meat. I run to the market to buy the meat, come back, you know, it's like, so it's been like a very convenient, yeah. not just convenient, like a lifesaver yeah, for me. I, I mean, you don't know how close his house is, okay? It's literally, he goes down his steps and there's the market. <laughs> yeah, not to brag, but yes, yes, yes. very convenient. Very convenient for, for all those chefs out there. I'm sorry, you must be jealous right now. <laughs> Uh, going on to another point, I think um, I was reading one of your articles that was written about uh, you guys starting out that cloud kitchen. Right? Last, I think, yeah, the yeah, last year. I, I don't know when it was written, but last I remember year. you sharing and it's like, oh, I didn't even know they wrote this article <laughs> about me. And I was just going through that. And then one thing out there which uh, actually struck me was you were talking about different ingredients which are kind of unique to Shillong. Which you don't get. I actually do not remember yeah, that. You, I'm you, sorry. Yeah, you were talking about Jayur and uh, oh, what are those uh, other leaves? Yeah, yeah like Jamardo, Jalang, yeah, you know, yes, very, all, those, yeah. all those things. Like, are are, are those uh, some things which you can say like, you know, make your dish different compared to if you were outside and you know making definitely, definitely. I mean, like food here in Shillong, forget like Chinese food. Okay, mm. I'll give you one example. Chinese food here in Shillong. Once you've grown accustomed to the Chinese food in Shillong, you will never enjoy Chinese food anywhere else in the it's world. It's so true, man. You, so it, will, it, is, it does not taste the same. Like, yeah. it's not as good. So, it comes to, it comes, it's the same principle when it comes to local mm. food as well. Like, you know, you, you, you cannot duplicate this identity mm. elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no duplicate, no replication of Jado anywhere else in the world. They have variation. They have variations of it. Yeah. They have like different versions of it, but it like Jado, like for instance, mm. it is its own identity here, yeah. and that can be possible only with like using local ingredients and stuff that is like homegrown out here. So that is something that like I'm very proud to say that I am part of that culture as mm. well. So you know it is. Ingredients like that, it's, you know, it's, um, they add identity mm-hmm. to the food. Now, uh, you know, let's be honest, I don't really have a taste palate. It's between anything. Like I have a friend who's a chef and, you know, she keeps trying new things and she's like, Paul, have a, you know, have a taste. Tell me how this is. I was like, hey, like you're asking the wrong person. I'll eat it. I just don't know how <laughs> it tastes. Like. So coming, coming to, to that point, right? What specifically about, you know, some of the khasi ingredients, which, uh, what characteristics of those uh, ingredients you actually find adds that spice, uh, adds that different flavor than mm. other things? Okay. Um, there's a lot that I can 
talk about but how about we start off like something like uh, jayur mm-hmm. then like most people uh, most people they mistake it for being like the zeshwan pepper call which mm-hmm. is not it's very close to it's not exactly okay. it's uh, you know it's one of its main features is like it gives you the heat but it okay. gives you that numbing sensation as well ah, yes, so like yes. when you eat it you like your tongue goes numb but you still feel that heat so again like you have no idea how, like how valuable like kind of that plays into the whole culinary experience mm. because you know like you kind of like enjoy the food but mm. then it kind of still brings you a little bit mm. of pain when you eat it a bit yeah. too much yeah. you know when you add in like chutneys and all forget tungtap mm. like jayur is like a very you know main staple of tungtap yeah. and i judge people on the tungtap because of like you know how spicy okay, and how <laughs> okay like i have yeah. never thought about it that way i Yeah. I always kind of assume it was probably the chilies they were adding. Of course, see, it is the chilies. Of mm. course, they are like you know they are mainstay. Mm. But like it is that like that extra spark. Yeah. Like if you have that, if you have that, that have you ever noticed like different places that. you eat it like mm. it feels hot, but yeah. then your tongue goes numb and it kind of gets that tingle okay, on you. Okay. So again, it's like you know it is that something special. That's mm. that certain identity, that certain spark okay. that gives it that extra. I'm learning new things every day it seems <laughs> <laughs> yeah I would love to learn something new as well so mm-hmm. kudos to Paul also for all this stuff i mean you know Home still food. building still learning as we said you know you continuously grow yeah so uh, is there any other spices that you know you find you find really unique over here mm, i wouldn't say spices um i'd rather say herbs mm, like herbs, local herbs okay. like the jilang jamarda mm. again you know like stuff like the jamarda it is an acquired taste not everyone will love it, love it. Yeah. not everyone will like it because i know like first hand from people you know some people who have tried it it like it's not for everyone mm-hmm. but for us who are accustomed to being here it is like you know a delicacy because mm-hmm. it's not available throughout the year it's very yeah. seasonal but when we do get it it's very like versatile and it's very uh, how should i say oh, i don't know what's the word versatile but it's very you know like convincing you of like this this different world of food okay. altogether mm-hmm. yeah like for lack of a better word mm. so like that's the thing if like you were you had a chance if i had a chance to like uh, you know pull showcase stuff like that mm-hmm. i would love it Yeah. I would love it because you are bringing something new to the, to the table. Mm-hmm. People here in Shillong already know about it, yeah. right? But you know, think outside of Shillong. Yeah. That's how like that's how you put your yourself on the map. That's mm-hmm. how you bring identity to yourself. Yeah. And uh, also a shout out to Cooks also. Like a couple of years ago they uh they gave me the opportunity to uh experiment with jackfruit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Which I had never done before that. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to say that it really it went really well, you know, and I'm not talking about the ripe jackfruit. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, talking about the raw and processed which yeah. now I mean like speaking at this point of time it's become more mainstream. Mm-hmm. But I'm uh, but this was back in around 2018. So they gave me the opportunity to um experiment with it of which i made a variation of jackfruit biryani mm. i made tacos chimichangas mm. burritos and uh, mock meat 
crab cakes mm. you know like something that um, yeah. like imitate the texture of meat yeah yeah cuz i i have tried it before and i think uh, i actually had a vegan friend come over for dinner yeah. and i was like oh my god this is going to be such a pain okay what 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 can i cook and i was like well i need to have at least the texture of meat, meat. and then i was like jackfruit and i tried it and i was like you know what i can't really Like taste tell the, the difference. Tell the difference. Yeah. Because to be honest, I think a lot of meat, like barring pork, I mean pork, <laughs> king, okay, pork has flavor. Yeah. But a lot of other meat, it's it's really like what what you cook with exactly. it, right? Like it doesn't ha- by itself have its own flavor. And it's like when I tried jackfruit, I was like, well, you know what? I can probably probably sustain myself. <laughs> if i was to live a vegan life for a couple of months i would say like not like you yeah. like, too much man yeah. like, i dedication you guys have really appreciate yeah. it but not for me but yeah jackfruit definitely has definitely. that uh, and i appreciate you for saying couple of months i wouldn't last 3 days yeah. <laughs> well you know, it, it also depends like where you stay like when i was in mysore i thought for a brief moment am i going vegetarian i don't really have meat options right here i started eating fish and my god for the people who know me they know that okay fish once once a week once in two weeks i'm fine like i eat fish every day because that's how desperate i was for like meat <laughs> uh, uh, my sir uh, i like you fond memories but damn food man i just couldn't handle it i love South Indian food. Yeah. I love my I love soul. that. But like lunch, bro. Like what do you do? Give me some more variety. <laughs> give me some chicken. I know you you're not going to eat beef, you're not going to eat pork, but at least you know, give me oh, some yeah. chicken now and then. In some in some aspects I'm very lucky because my soul is like just neighboring of Bangalore. Yeah. See, that's and, that's the problem. Yeah. Every everyone keeps saying like my soul is a nice place. Yes, if I was a tourist, I wouldn't mind. I stayed there for four years. I was there. <sighs> I was getting. I was honestly getting fed up with the food until, until my God, we started going to Iranian places. And oh, lovely! That's that's when you know life changed. You know, yeah. that's when I ate a chicken by <laughs> like the rotisserie chicken. Damn, the rotisserie chicken. Oh, I miss yeah. I miss rotisserie chicken. Think one thing. Uh, I haven't had a good. Rotisserie chicken since leaving Mysore. Mm. I miss that part. And good sharma. I mean, they make sharma here. Not the same though. It's not the same. I, I mean, they, every place I has mean, different yeah. variations. I mean, like, everyone makes a different way. Yeah. Like has a different way. I, I think uh, the main difficulty here is you don't actually. What do you call those racks of meat? Where they actually just stack meat. Yeah, that that is called a rotisserie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Let's just take a small break because my laptop's about to die. And we're back. Yes. Uh, I mean, we tried to restart just now, and I forgot the topic. So you know, we're back for a second time. <laughs> I forgot what I had said the entire time. I'll watch it again. It happens. It happens. Uh, so yeah, I think one one thing you were talking earlier about, you know, having an quiet days, and when you said that, I think one thing struck me, uh, struck my mind was like, as a kid, I never liked bamboo shoot. But mm. when I got hooked on bamboo shoot, oh my god! I know. I mean, like, um, I'm sorry for the people who stayed next to me and my sir. He must have had like a really stinky time. But like, 
I know, I understand. And like it's again, uh, it's something that of that is an acquired mm. taste, but we people out here in Shillong will love it. And of course, I also remember my time when I introduced bamboo shoot to my colleagues in Delhi for the first mm. time. They all loved it, like for the first two, three times. But by the end of the week, like I had the whole whole kitchen smelling of bamboo shoot. So yeah, they were pissed at me for that, mm. but then no regrets. No regrets. No regrets. Uh, on that, right? I mean, uh, I remember, you know, I I was uh, bringing some ashar from Shillong. Yeah. Like those tiny, what is it? Some kenkana, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know what you'd call that in English, but tiny, tiny chalice. Yeah, you call those dynamite. Yeah. It's <laughs> yes, dynamite. So uh, I I took it to Mumbai and then gave it to my colleagues. You know, they they know I don't like spicy food but then now I figured out okay I, it's not I don't like spicy food I just don't like a lot of masala it just mm. makes my stomach just go haywire so I, I bring it to them and I give it to them and then they're like Paul doesn't eat spicy food so they, you know they took they took like a big helping like maybe two or three started eating and like, oh my god he's trying to kill us <laughs> I was like yes damn I, I eat now nowadays I just eat that like you know they don't even have to worry about it. But like back then, I was like, damn, that was such spicy stuff. And then the worst, the worst was this guy. He was like, no, no, I don't want to taste the chili. Let me just take the oil. I, I didn't care uh, to mention to him that, you know, taking the oil is, the oil is even worse. Yeah, you will feel it. You <laughs> yeah. will feel it. You, you will feel it a lot more than <laughs> just eating the chili. I was like, I let him do it. I was like... No regrets. Okay, sorry, sorry about that. I shall not name you because you you yeah. then know. But yeah, he'll have farts that smell of chili oil. Oh, <laughs> he'll feel it. But now, now that I've uh, stayed in Shillong for a bit longer and I've eaten a lot more chilies, uh, I could safely say that is not spicy at all. Oh my god, my friend used something can bep last time. And I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Those tiny dynamites. Firecrackers, man. Firecrackers. And the thing is, I actually, actually got a bomb. I was like, what do you call <laughs> something can bump? Yeah, I think that, that would be a bomb. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you'd call that in English, but my friend used a quarter of it to make chutney. And I was like, only a quarter? Are you sure? I'll add more. By the end of the day, like, um, I, couldn't, I couldn't taste anything. I couldn't feel anything. I was like, it was super good though. Yeah, I've had my own fashion of food regrets as well. My, I remember the first time I ever had like spicy food. Mm. And it is a memory that, you know, I will, it will always stick with me because like back, I was very young back then. And I, you know, it was me, we like, we shared a bed, my mom, mm. my sister and I. And I remember like, um, the workers yeah. who had a shop like right next to our house, they had like a small go down where they stayed, cooked and all. So they brought some like chicken leftover. I had that. I loved the way they make chicken. Mm-hmm. It was spicy as hell. It got me diarrhea and I pooped in the bed with my mom and my sister sharing the bed. That was a very fun night. Yeah, because, fun memories. Yeah. Uh, maybe I, not so fun for the other people. But yeah, memories. I I I got up I I I got up getting an ass whooping from my mom. And I don't think the ass whooping helped as well. <laughs> it made it worse. <laughs> so that and 
another of my favorite uh, fun favorite fun memories i wouldn't say favorite but it's definitely a fun one like of course it also ends with me getting my ass whooped mm-hmm. but like no regrets so it was the first time i ever bought milo oh, okay. when we had that milo powder yes yes no. and then you know you see your, you saw all those ads and all and then like i was bugging my mom like theer kato theer kato bought it she bought it and then you know it came in those like green packets mm-hmm. with that like you know that yeah. uh, that foil packet i mean you always get like cool cool gifts with my door exactly exactly I, i don't even think half the time i even bought it like drink the actual my door i was like i just wanted to i know like, like i i bought so much my low and every time we bought it was like oh la yo abo le le kar kar so uh, like you know he came in those like mm. green packets and then there's that foil packet yeah. under and then you know like my mom like she emptied it into mm. like this old bon vita bottle which yeah. is like from milo to bon vita okay yeah, yeah whatever yeah, yeah whatever yeah, sure. and then you know like wanted to taste it and then you know like i had one spoon one spoon of it and i was like i like it oh. and then i like it you, and then i snuck just eat the powder huh? yes and then yeah. and then it's like and my mom was like mm, what mom said she kept it side Did she mixed it with milk you know like before going to before us like going to bed she mixed it with milk had it loved it mm. and then she got busy somewhere and nice snuck into the kitchen stole the bottle and did the whole bottle of powder oh. i thought the story was going to go there but it actually went there <laughs> what yeah so woke up pooping milo <laughs> like got like got the runs for like the entire day oh, wow it started at 2 in the morning <laughs> and then like you know like in our uh, like uh, we didn't we didn't stay where we were now mm-hmm. where we are now we had like a nola some type house mm-hmm. and like so this here's the bedroom you walk outside the door and like there's another like you know the bathroom for us well, i don't remember how old i was and then like i got the runs i ran out and then got back to bed and it kept going going on from 2 a.m till 4 a.m and then my mom got pissed obviously and uh-huh. then she's like chocolate hot chocolate ah. I, i like ordering hot chocolate everywhere yeah. i go i order hot chocolate and like boy you want to try something else like nah nah i like me some hot chocolate but shilo dude i mean guys what the hell why do you keep giving me bon, bon vita, vita milk bon vita i'm like <laughs> i'm asking you for hot chocolate you giving me bon vita and i i would go to every restaurant and figure out okay cuz like i now have a list and like i know like okay i'm not i'm not going to order hot chocolate here i'm not going to order hot chocolate there but god damn it get your shit together man <laughs> oh dear lord yes my fair share also those bonvita stories but then yeah i mean like it's kind of like maybe maybe budgeting or maybe they don't know better but it's like a shortcut hot chocolate for everyone no but the thing is right uh, with a lot of things which came to shillong i mean like they all like quite foreign concepts to us yeah no, it's just not 
So exactly, uh, I think the first guy who made um, Bon Vita was like uh, first guy who like you know put mm-hmm. hot chocolate on the menu. Didn't even know what hot chocolate was. He just, just probably put like this looks like bon chocolate Vita. and it's hot. I was like, but no man, no get your shit together, get your shit together. <laughs> I I understand. Like I, I I can't say the name, but there was I have my fair share of experience. Mm. I was uh, like I went to this one restaurant like some time back, mm. and then they had this um, like drinks uh, like morning mm. morning drinks like malted milk and all. Like that sounds so like fun. Yeah. Like sounds different, you know. Like you you don't hear stuff like that malted milk yep. here in I've tried it outside, mm. and you know it's first time I've tried it out. Like. I saw mm-hmm. it on the menu here. What I got was Complan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would imagine. Oh, and that, sorry, sorry, sorry to yeah, no jump, jump on. But I also like Pina Colada. My God. The amount of places I've gone and ordered Pina Colada. <laughs> and for, I don't know what you put there, but it, it smells like cough medicine, okay? <laughs> I mean, like, I wouldn't name you guys, but. I know some some of you I don't know what you put in there. That's not pina colada. Okay. And the fact that did I watch Guardians of the Galaxy and hear that song Pina Colada a lot and like started ordering Pina Colada after the cravings. that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe. But I did have a couple of good pina coladas outside. So, you know. I have expectations now, bro. Like get your shit together with the pina colada. Dude, this unlocked new memories. Oh, okay. One place where I ordered like a Bloody Mary and I got toba- tomato sauce, but had the Tabasco sauce. Tabasco. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I know at this point, like, yeah. the way we're talking, we're kind of just like cribbing and yeah. bitching about yeah, it. Wait, wait. I mean, wait, wait, it's wait. all fun. See, it's like it's, experience. It's, it's, like, sure. it's like we said, like, constructive criticism. Get your shit together, bro. <laughs> And I'm sure we are not the first ones to yeah. like have that kind of experience yeah. with people. But then when you order a Bloody Mary, you do not expect tomato juice and Tabasco sauce yeah. only. And like I had like ground up pieces of celery which were crunchy. So yeah, uh, mm. that put me off Bloody Mary mm. for good. I do not like Bloody Marys anymore because of that. Mm. I mean, okay, okay. Maybe let's talk about something positive. Something positive I would like to say is Pork. Damn, bro. Bro, you cannot go wrong with Do pork. Do not mention it's pork, man. Like, I am allergic to pork. Oh, you are allergic to pork. Bro, no, but like that doesn't stop me from eating it. Oh, I mean, like, it's, oh, <laughs> it still gives me like rashes and runs, but yeah. like who cares? Someone, I don't know. My my mom will not move my ass like anymore as a, you know, like she did when I was a kid. I had the same thing with turnbai, you know, like when I first had turnbai, I was like, oh, this tastes good. Then I started having rashes. Then... Then I kept eating till my rashes went away. <laughs> You're lucky they went away. Mine don't. Oh, but still you rested, huh? I rested. That, that's how good pork is. Yeah. Such a such a cussy thing also. Yeah. Pork. Yeah. Especially like when it's like really roasted dry and then it's just like <sighs> or, or sometimes, you know, when you have smoked pork. Oh and yes. Then, and then you know you pressure cook it and it just it just breaks apart. And my, my most favorite, like, fondest, not fondest, like, my most favorite way of making is, like, after you boil that smoked pork and you fry it with some onions mm. and you enjoy some beer mm. by the side. Lovely, man. That's just lovely. Yeah. And then, oh, <clears throat> my friend also makes a 
really nice pork ribs. Mm. You sit down, just chow on that. I'll order some pork ribs later. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Oh, by the way, I I forgot the name of that shop. Uh, there's that one shop in uh, Mopram which you know uh, specializes in like momos. They have like different variety of momos. Just momos, I think it's called. No, 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 not just momos. It's right opposite, like I have Mopram, heard of it. Uh, I have heard of it. I don't community hall. I don't. I don't remember. I, I have heard of it. I, I've been there. Love, lovely momos. You guys have so many varieties of momos. I don't even know what to choose. Be thankful you have not tried chocolate momo. Okay. That, wait, 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 wait. Let, let me let me finish this before we start <laughs> renting. <laughs> so I'm going so, on a rant. So oh. like I, I I was looking on the menu and it wrote pork ribs, and you know what? I was so about to order it that day, but I was like, it's too late. Then one day we were going trekking, and then I told my friend, hey, just go order from the shop before we go trekking. And apparently the guy was like, oh, okay, uh, I'll make it. So he was literally asking the the pork seller right next to the shop, like, get give me some pork ribs. And then my friend was like, oh, no, it's going to take so long. And since that day, I've been like, Yearning, yearning, I'm telling you, yearning for the spoke ribs from that place. I forgot the name. I mean, do check it out. It's very nice. Yes, okay. yes, Benny, what we were talking uh, about. No, I forgot what I was about to say because I'm just imagining ribs now. Oh, I won't talk ribs now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to Colleen's Kitchen, by the way. Like, I hear <clears throat> she does very good pork ribs. Mm. Where's uh, Colleen's Kitchen? It's in Mokadra, near Nehu. Somewhere. I mean, like, mm. she's a friend. Like, mm. you know, uh, she opened her restaurant last year, I think, yeah. or this year. Mm. And I have, like, I have friends who have ordered it. Mm. They all loved it. I've seen pictures. Looks bomb. <laughs> bomb. Unfortunately, I have not had the pleasure of tasting it. But shout out to her as well. All the best. Mm. Startup. All, all the best. What did, what did you say her name is? Colleen. Priscilla. Uh, all, her name all, is Priscilla. All the best. Colleen's, Colleen's Kitchen. kitchen. Yeah. yeah. Hope you hope you do well. I'll probably try and order once I figure out how to do that. <laughs> I think she's on order up. Ah, is that another app? Yeah, how it's many? another local app. Like oh, you know, how many apps are there? So, uh, Netfoodish is there. Oh. That's one of like the more mm. well-known ones. There's the Ploypi. Mm. It's also a really good one. Uh, order up also mm. is another one which also we are also tied up with, mm. okay. and um, I've not met the owners firsthand but again they are people who have been very uh, helpful and mm. very you know understanding like right yeah. from the start because like you know this business sometimes like there are good days bad days you mm. can't always be on good terms with everyone there will be like times where like oh it's a order like yeah, yeah. but then i can't cater because mm. like i have this many people exactly. ahead you know but then they've already like you know prepared mm-hmm. and stuff like that so like, of course, I understand there will be setbacks, there will be glitches mm. and days where not everyone will be at their best. But they've always been very supportive and understanding. So, shout out to Order Up as well. Well, uh, I'm, once again, I'm learning new things every day. But I, I think uh, why I've tried to limit myself in terms of, uh, you know, food delivery apps is I order too much. I mean, I've been I've been staying home, been working from home. I know the feeling. <sighs> It's like, yeah, yeah, I've been ordering too much. And like I think, like we talked about earlier, right? Having repeat customers. Yeah. Now, I love me. I love me some fried rice from Melamood with the, uh, it has smoke, smoke, smoke pork. pork. And like, the egg on top. Yeah. 
I mean, you've you've got me into almost a point where I'm like, I'm hungry. Okay, okay. Once once a week, like almost without fear to this point where I'm like, melamut. Now I have a craving for melamut, and that's how important repeat customers are because you know, guarantee, <laughs> guarantee exactly. they'll come back. Shit, I'm actually celebrating <laughs> now. Good luck with that. Mm. See, I mean, like, same. I mean, um, when it came to last year, mm. like, uh, being honest, I was in quarantine for probably four times last year. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that is where my whole issues with weight and mm. you know gastric problems began because I was just like sit, like sitting, sleeping, standing, and mm. just cooped up in my room. It is also the time when I ordered in the most. You know, mm. and I like I have basically tried almost every restaurant there is in Shillong. There are a couple of my mm. favorites, you know, but then there are there are certain places where mm. I know where if I order this, I will not be disappointed. Yeah, like, ever because they know their shit. Yeah, you know, you you know, it just reminds me like of of uh, my time in Mysore. Okay. Oh. There's there's this one uh, Gobi Manchurian place, lovely, amazing, oh. I love it. I know I'll get the runs the next day, <laughs> but so, no regrets. So it's, it's it's very strategic. I'm like, tomorrow Saturday, I don't have classes, yeah. or or if there's a holiday, I'm like I'll ask my friend, hey, hey Felix, come on here, bam we'll we'll go eat today. It's like, uh, can we get sick tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so you some, get sick without the guilt, like you yeah. don't mind. Some sometimes, you know, it's you, worth it. It's it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. Like the taste buds just just need their taste yeah. buds again. So like when it came to my time in Bangalore, so I stayed in like a really shitty apartment, mm. which was probably maybe just like fifteen minutes away from where I worked, mm. and the room was just probably maybe for like two thousand a month, and it was just like one. One like room with just like one bed and an attached bathroom, and that is it. And you know the the only saving grace of that place was like this one restaurant that was just outside of it, where every Sundays, and my favorite part of the day was like um, this thing, squid biryani mm. and crab masala. Ooh. Oh, and the South Indian like seafood, no, it is like oh, legendary. But that that also sounds very dangerous, like yeah. seafood. Yeah, <laughs> like like um, of course it would give me the runs. But you know, you you know, you're willing to take that. I risk. don't mind. I don't <laughs> yeah. mind. It's a Sunday. I can it's run all I want. But next day, you know, like next day I'm back to work and all. But then I'm still thinking about that food. Yeah. So you know that like, even though you know they're not good for you. You don't care. Yeah, it's don't just care. like of how good it's like, it is. Uh, I feel you, man. I feel you. <laughs> it's, it's good. Yeah. Good unfortunately, comments. unfortunately, that has not been the situation mm-hmm. here in Shillong, because as good as like some places are, you know, uh, like I love like different foods. For mm-hmm. example, like you know, my guilty pleasure. Like I'm broke, but mm-hmm. then I still want to eat. Jeeves is my go-to. Oh, Jeeves. Jeeves. For for those who don't know, right? Like Jeeves is like located in Don Bosco, which is like yeah. where all the schools are. Yeah, this is OG of canteens. Yeah, this is like OG. This is like even before restaurants were a thing, I guess. Because this this guy was like, okay, I have one shop. Oh, let me build a second shop which sells <laughs> the exact same, same menu, thing. 
but you know i have all, all the cheap. school school kids are like i don't know what the prices are now but it was extremely cheap, cheap and you know cheap. you could always you could always rely on jis to give you that nourishment yeah and it's like and you know like there are days when i'll be broke but then you know you are craving for something for noodles or whatever like jesus always comes to the rescue i don't mind like you know it doesn't even have to taste good like okay obviously it has to taste good of course and jesus has that you know that like familiar taste uh, yeah you know, i I, i think right it's it's i mean it's good food yeah it's not the best food it's not the it's, best it's, but what but it has nostalgia. yes it it's has nostalgia, nostalgia. because it bring you back as a school like as a, you know like as growing up you know we enjoyed that kind of food like after mm. school you know and especially yeah. after sports practice and all like our mentors would take us there after sports mm. practice and then we would just gorge and then we have like memories yeah. related to not just that place but that food so and you know it's, it's always full man it's always full like you know jesus is that kind of place where you're like um you want a table for three sorry there's like a free space there just yeah just fit doesn't, in doesn't like, matter who's sitting just like, go don't sit. don't expect to sit by yourself on a table like what fancy shit is this <laughs> <laughs> no no you, you're going to cram in there you can be like six yeah. people on a bench you if there's two of you well good luck you you're meeting your friends yeah. <laughs> good good job taking someone on a date yeah, yeah good. I mean <laughs> good luck good luck to I them mean, like if you if you're taking someone on a date there they better have nostalgia as well <laughs> <laughs> but i don't think nostalgia will help with that date yeah it's still still some good food uh i mean i'm trying to think about what's what's another more oh you know what what you remember the uh, hong kong in pb mm. when it used to be like a dingy bar yeah it still is I mean it's it's clean so okay a clean bar now yeah i now it looks like a restaurant okay. you know what i actually prefer it when it was like a dingy crazy like a dingy bar this this that smell that smell that smell your food is still great by the way but and mind you when i said like it used to i mean like this was like when kids when i was like probably like what Five, <laughs> seven years old. I have such vivid memories of the place, and no one used to go there and drink. You know what? I think probably that's that's why they yeah, tore it down. Yeah. Because like the food was so good, but it it also had that weird ambience where you're like, oh man, you can't replicate this yeah. anywhere. See, it's places like that. And if you remember, Hong Kong was there, and if you remember this one place called Friends Restaurant in Lam Crab. Mm. So I don't know if you remember it or know it that well mm. but you know like when you go into these places that are like those like bar restaurant mm. you know at the same like as soon as you went in there's like that smell you mm. know like that alcohol mix yeah. with noodle smell and then there's something nostalgic like when you sit down and then like you get that like runny tomato sauce that's mm. like very loose but then like that flavor is like yeah. damn you know what that runny loose tomato sauce How do they do it? Cuz like I mean like you can't you can't get that. I don't know. I think they just mix it with water or uh, something yeah, like probably. that. Yeah, probably. Actually, know. you know, actually it is good than the actual thick ones. Exactly. It does. And you know like when it comes to that it's like that nostalgia mm. that like certain smells, certain places, you know. And um I was going to 
say something about this one particular place which i forgot but then maybe as we go maybe i'll remember and i will of course share mm. that with you well. actually actually i just remembered one place i i don't know if you remember this like in nazir hospital like they used yes. to have the the uh, hot dog with the pink sauce yeah that caf- they used to have the cafeteria yeah basically okay this was like it's not there anymore it closed it yeah, like closed long, it. long time back but this was like how you would imagine like those american diners to be like yes. it had a long aisle it had seats kind of like which were facing each other. each other i don't know if i'm getting this correct i mean who's there to verify it's not there anymore <laughs> whatever so they had hot dogs there okay and probably that was the first time i ever had hot dogs mm. nostalgia man i mean nostalgia. i i'll never get those same hot dogs again you can oh you can you can you can <laughs> where do do tell <laughs> uh that uh, place uh, different flavor is in lashmir Ah. Yeah, like because again, like again, when it comes to the whole nostalgia thing, right? There's something about that, like the, the hot dogs, mm. with that pink sauce that yes, they serve. Yes, yes. It is, you know, like mm. it gets in your head, mm. you know, it gets in your head. And I remember, like, I very fondly remember because as a child, like, I I had been admitted in Nazareth yes, yes. like quite a number of times, and just after like I was like discharged and all. my mom grandma or whoever was there at the time we would always go like have a lunch in that mm. like cafeteria you know and yeah. that hot dog would always be my go to then it closed down and i was like sad you know like because i missed it like yeah. again that was like a very good reminder yes, and i don't remember when it was but like there were d- different flavors that restaurant mm-hmm. there were two uh, there were three outlets one in lashumir mm-hmm. one in don bosco and yeah. one in uh, nokundri oh. just b- okay. just after nazareth yeah just after yeah. nazareth so i tried the one just after nazareth and like i ordered the hot dog and then when when you know when i tried that i was like holy shit this is the same one is this the same owner is this the same restaurant holy shit mind blown <laughs> mind blown and again that is also like another one of my mm. go tos you yeah. know if oh, nothing yeah, yeah. else flavors flavors as well i mean that's that's basically childhood right there exactly long childhood 101 <laughs> 101 and another thing another restaurant if you remember um i i think it's called uh, newland or newell the one in don bosco oh, you know don bosco the one right 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 opposite vini plaza that wine oh, store oh yes 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 yeah where like you know they had pictures of like arnold and all those mm. buff like bodybuilders they went there that much but yes yeah like we went there when uh, like i think there was class 9 mm. class 10 that we really went there a lot okay. so like jado and momos there were mm. the bomb man every day like for lunch we snuck out of school mm. when they have lunch came back to school again mm. how was yeah. fun just just to hit on that point right you were just talking about jado and I remember there was this uh, one one restaurant which kind of uh, wanted to give like authentic khasi food but then they were charging like restaurant prices and if you if you know anything about khasi food it's like it's kind of cheap affordable like everyone yeah. can just go regardless of your budget and these guys were trying to give that gourmet experience and like I went there tried it like maybe twice and I'm like I'll just, I'll just go to the local jado as well I mean like that there's something about like we said with with ambience you know yeah. you, you go to That a jad, you go to a jado store it's it's not just the food it's it's the feel it's the it's how can i even describe it there's, there's always a long bench 
Yes. Like two long benches. Yeah. And it's always cramped. And this is regardless of wherever you go. Okay, this is whatever most, time you go. Yeah, and there's always like tea stains. Yeah, like shastud. Yeah, <laughs> and this is regardless throughout throughout Kasi Hills or even Jantia Hills, so that I've gone to yeah. like any place. Like it's it's the same. Okay, I mean they they have a format, and you know they're like shit, man. This works. This one, this one, <laughs> this format works. Forget it. That that right there is real nostalgia when you know. You can literally walk into any Jador uh, store and you're like, I know what I'm getting. And yes. yeah, I don't know how they do it. It's like so consistent. It's very consistent. And you know, and, and we're not, we're, it's not a chain, by the way. Okay. Yeah. This is like individual small shops. It, it literally is house food. Like, yeah, it literally food. is house food. Homemade food. And when you go like to that, like, and it's generally like, you know, head, head up by like a woman. Mm. And then you go up and it's like, don't you uh whatever whatever you know yeah. and basically just like they become the m&m mm. of that shop <laughs> yeah and sometimes you're you're like you you're not even listening to them okay? a word will just strike you right. and then you be like wait you have that <laughs> well i haven't had that in a long time then <laughs> <you just> have... <laughs> yeah and it's it's never just like ah, i'll have only what one one side dish no no, no. Let me have two. Two? Mm. Uh, my, f- my friend is ordering a different type. Oh, okay, okay. Let, me, let, let me take that as well. And if if you're, uh, like, you know, if if you're anyone from Shillong and you go on tracks, you know that you're going to stop at Jado and exactly. get it packed. From Malim especially. From Malim especially. Yes. You're going to get your food packed and, you know, that that is like, you know what you're getting. And you know what you're getting regardless of the Jedi. So. Oh, yes, definitely. And of course, one of my favorite shops in uh, Malim. I mean, like, I don't know mm. if anyone from there will actually see this video. If they do, shout out to them also. But there's that shop called Dukan, Dukan Imeido. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, guess. I swear that place is has the best chicken in Malim. In ev- like, from everywhere yeah. else. I go there just solely just to have the chicken. Even my mom... Like, you know, the last year, mm. I, there was like that one point of time where, you know, like Saturday, Saturdays, I usually go with my in-laws to, mm. you know, to this place called uh, Mount Yangla, where mm. they had like, you know, these Saturday services, right? Okay. And right, right after that, right after that, you know, we go and have lunch in Millennium and all. Mm. And my mom would be like, <laughs> she doesn't have to say anything else. I know yeah. where it is. I know how much he wants. That is it. Yeah. yeah. Speaking on that, one time, I was I was walking in Lower Lashmir, and I was just passing by. I wasn't really planning on eating or anything. I got the whiff of turning by, and like mm. it's like it's like that cartoon, you know, where that finger, that smoke fingers calling you and it's pointing you. And I just like, okay, uh, I went in and went inside the. The Jazzo smile is like, confident to buy. It's like, uh, come, uh, do you have to run by? And she's like, yes. And I was like, well, looks like I'm having my second lunch today. Uh, I hope I get to have my second lunch now. Mm-hmm. I want hasi food now. <laughs> Thought you were getting pork ribs. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Jado with pork ribs. Yeah, yeah. Who that, can stop that, that, that works so well. Exactly. So, like, I, like even when I was working in Delhi, 
I bought Torumbai to work and mm-hmm. everyone literally literally thought I bought a bag of shit. Oh, yeah. Th- this, by the way, is like uh, fermented soybeans. Soy beans. So yeah. it's, it stinks. Yeah, and like I didn't get the cooked one. I got mm. like the... Oh, uh, the, the, the fresh, the, the fre- freshly the, yeah, fermented. Freshly fermented, you know, which uh. is like still pale and uh, like, yeah, yeah. like CD, like lots of seeds, you know. And then like I put it on the table and everyone like literally just like, you know, they're smelling. Mm. And for the sake, sake of keeping mm. it PG, like MCBC, what is that? <laughs> You know, <laughs> and then it's like wait till I make it, and then like of course that is mm. also another acquired taste because yeah. of the smell. True. So like, not many people like mm. really like you know they were into it, but mm. there were some people. Uh, I had a chef uh, like that I worked with. She was from Thailand, mm. and like you know like some smells, some mm. flavors. You know they were like on the same profile. So she liked it and she mm. she ate it and she loved it. Mm. She loved it. She actually ate more than I did. Yeah. Yeah. She actually took the pot home. And wow. <laughs> That's when you know, like, food is really good. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I was saving it to, like, to take it home. But then she yeah. took it home. And then I was like, what? Why? But, you know, that actually, uh, that actually struck me. Because I remember I was watching some videos. I normally follow this guy, like, abroad in Japan. Yeah. Like, so he's a foreigner living in Japan and then he was trying out some food mm. and he's like, a lot of the foods that kind of like are similar to like khasi yeah, things. It's similar, very similar. Yeah, but at the same time, right, I mean, growing up, I always thought like, you know, we have such a unique uh, set of ingredients, profiles. Mm. It's, o- it's only when I went out, um, like I said, I was studying in Mysore and then I was in Mumbai. So those those days there, I was like, oh my god, I can't stand the food here. Then I started going to like these northeast restaurants yeah. and all, and I realized, wow, a lot of their, I mean, it, it's bound to happen. Like a lot of and their of course, food, yeah, was similar, but also different at the same time, like the way they prepare. But I also realized a lot, a lot of these uh, South East Asians, especially not Asian countries, also they kind of have like the same uh, similar taste yeah, profile and also profile yeah like yeah. that palette is very yeah. similar it's very similar so like i think maybe it's just because like we were located like situationally mm. but if you just think about it we as a state mm. uh, like Meghalaya, yeah we are just a small part you know and mm. we have our own separate identity when it comes to food you know, like you don't get it anywhere else like in mainland india but we connect more with like you know those strong pungent true you know uh smells and flavors mm. like say thailand or mm. vietnam or you know places yeah, yeah. like that philippines for example i've had people work uh, who you know who i've had people who are from indonesia and philippines you know and it is like it was kind of like very pleasant very nice for me to mm. see also like how similar we really are yeah like i'd say like indonesia is more like indonesian food is mm-hmm. more like a little bit of like mainstream food okay. but us we are more like on the same lines along with maybe thai or mm. filipino filipino food yeah. because a lot of like the stuff like mm. the way they make it the smells the way like the foods that they eat you know it is very like similar to what we eat yeah. As like us being us, 
because I was having this discussion with my friend, right? We were talking about some of the subtle differences between like, you know, mainland Indians and like how we cook. And I kind of noticed like, uh, not to generalize this, but like a lot of how mainland India cooks is they lot uh, they use a lot of spices and herbs. And to a point where I think like all you're tasting is that spices and herbs. Mm. Whereas if we cook here, like you can actually kind of get the individual taste. Individual. Like you know, yeah. like okay, I'm adding this for this particular taste. Exactly. It's 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 kind of like a whole different even way of cooking mm. for some aspects because yeah, definitely. Yeah. See, like again, it came to the point where I was talking about Jayur earlier. You know, like again, I judge places in the tungtap by the Jayur. Mm. You know, like you can have good tungtap. If it's spicy, but if you add that jayur, it kind of gives you that numbing effect, mm-hmm. which kind of just like yes. makes that experience a whole like very different. Yeah. yeah. So that's the whole thing, like adding specific ingredients for a specific function to trigger something mm-hmm. that will make you feel different. For example, jado also. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if if you were to describe it to any like person from the mainland who has never had it, who's a tourist, you know. You would, like if you were to describe it without grossing them out, you'd probably be like, "Oh, this is like our local v- version of biryani," mm. because it's like what is it? It's just like meat, yeah. uh, rice cooked with meat and stock, right? Yeah. So yeah, but then if you go look at it like authentically, like you know, you add like you know like the ins- inserts of mm. like the the meat, you add the blood in it, which gives you like you know that that richness, that, that thickness, richness, that like that different. Flavor. It, it, it has that a texture. Thing, it has like, a texture. Yeah. You know, you can always like if you're if you're eating jado, you can always it, it feels different. It feels different. It, yes. It feels different. Yeah. So like again, yeah, those specific ingredients, they, mm. you know, they do play like we in a very specific part yeah. of that whole overall experience. Because uh, uh, I remember, right? Like I've I've had friends over uh, come over to Shillong and. Always the people who are like more more willing to try out new things are always mm. like my friends from Kerala or my friends from Bengal. Yeah. Like, my God. Uh, one time I brought them over and like, I'm just gonna give you food. Don't even ask what you eat. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Just like, trust me, bro. Just. Like, <laughs> whereas I know if I take my other friends from other places and like they they probably have too many questions. Yeah. Like. Uh, shout out bros uh, my bros from Kerala <laughs> bros from West Bengal like you know that's why we get along so much because we just, just eat man we're like, yeah. we're like that's why like I've been to Kerala quite a number of times yeah. and they're like you want to try this and I'm like yeah sure give it and like that's, that's how like I, I feel like the most I mean the cuisine which has struck out to me more from um uh, India more has been Kerala uh, because uh, not to say that West Bengal doesn't have its own yeah. thing, but I then the, the feeling is like you know West Bengal is still so similar to what we have yeah. that it's not like eating something different. It's not something different, yeah. Yeah, it it is like if you're someone from Shillong and you eat food from Assam or West Bengal. It, you know, it's it's, it's like a different yeah. version of yeah. Like it's a different version, have. but it's like what you're already having. Whereas, like if you go to other places in in India, you know, you have different 
taste profiles, but I I really feel like you know people from Kerala they they do appreciate like what ingredients they add because exactly. it has different varieties. Mm. Yeah. See again that that all boils down to like your experience and your mm. preference. You know. Yeah. I have tried Kerala food and I love it. In mm. fact, like you know, and another of my favorites like chutnad. Yeah. Oh, it is spicy as hell, but mm. like totally worth it. And yeah, so like your point about West Bengal food also, like you know, Bengali food will always be very close Home to my food. heart. Yeah, it's almost it's very close because my grandfather's Bengali. Yeah. So like you know, I've like it kind of it's kind of like got on with that. Yeah, mm. got on with that. And you know, ever since I was like very young, you know, I've um very yeah. So we've always traveled to Calcutta mm. like almost every year. So. Mm. that experience it's basically become like the second home mm-hmm. for me the culture yeah. the people the food and uh, that's where also i studied mm-hmm. you know like for my hm yeah. for 3 years and like honestly speaking calcutta is one of my favorite cities ever Definitely. like of course people some people will have different opinions some people love delhi some people love bangalore for me i love cal not only because of like you know like just the food culture but the overall culture in general mm-hmm. you know yeah it does definitely has its own vibe which definitely definitely anyway. yeah so like you know when you just were like walking by like an evening like on in park street and all it's just like that feeling that, that vibe, vibe that yeah, vibe that vibe it has yeah. a vibe definitely calcutta does yeah. have that vibe yeah. and no one beats the rolls man calcutta yeah. rolls i mean the food there is insane they have definitely. a lot of variety right i mean going back to like you know me and you sit in different places in india but you know there there's a thing where you like if you're in mysore you kind of get the same thing yeah or if you're in mumbai you kind of get the same thing unless you really go out and see mm. but you you'll get the variety but then you know it's kind of like one shop two shop yeah kerala oh, i mean sorry kolkata oh my god like what what do you not get exactly and like the best part is uh, you know my uh, second and my third year there like we i had stayed in a, an apartment mm. and it was like a very uh, muslim predominant mm. uh, you know like yeah. community so i got to enjoy a lot of like that food culture and yeah. like met a lot of people there also mm. and you won't believe me when i tell you i mean like, uh, so classes like my classes are generally from 9 am to 6 pm so you know there are days when like Yes, good. Let's bunk it. Let's like left college, went back home, or like went out or whatever. But I always try to make it by four thirty in the evening, because there was this one place where we where I used to call him like, uh, where I we used to call him Chacha, mm-hmm. right? So he makes beef rolls, and like, oh, and dude, like seven rupees for one beef roll, man. Seven rupees. like i had like 50 bucks and i would just like screw it. that's my tea and dinner sorted right there i i mean to go about how diverse uh, kolkata food is right i mean you know the best uh, chinese i've ever had my Tengra. life like mm-hmm. i i don't know where but like i actually went to chinatown in uh, kolkata and i was like whoa okay there's a huge <laughs> chinese community yeah, over yes. here i was like Tengra. i it, i for, first time i used chopsticks was there i was like well learning new learning things learning new things learning new things and from then on i i mean i love my chinese food in shillong but you know once you get that like yeah authentic, yeah it's basically it is authentic yeah, it is chinese authentic. it is authentic but again 
see like that's the thing no like Mm, I'll tell you one fact like stuff like chili chicken mm. and those manchurian they are not uh, Chinese those, those are Mumbai am, things those are, those are like Mumbai yeah. no it actually started in Tangra oh it started yeah. in Tangra like I don't know if you know this or like mm. but like just like tidbit out here like chili chicken and manchurian stuff like that mm. it was invented by the, the Chinese people of Tangra okay yeah so be- because like when Chinese immigrants they mm. came over like they spread out all over India and all yeah and the, the settlements like the people who settled in tangra you know like of course they had their own version of it but then you know like people like the localites also mm-hmm. like they kind of like wanted to get in like you know wanted to try it out okay. but they didn't really enjoy the kind of flavors yeah. you know like that they had like mm-hmm. being authentic so it's kind of like a mishmash like you know it's mm-hmm. very indianized so that's why they call it indo chinese yeah, definitely yeah. i mean to be honest like uh one of my biggest gripes whenever i'm going out and ordering food is like i'm talking about mumbai bangalore is is the chinese there is just i it's just not chinese to me uh, yeah it it's just basically like you know a lot of a lot of spices a lot of things i'm like oh man the, i'm i feel like i'm eating a tandoori right <laughs> <laughs> uh, whereas you know the i mean like i said because that has come out from a lot of years of integrating of culture yeah, different yeah and peop- obviously people have grown up eating like spicy food they're not going to like the plain things that obviously. we like obviously but definitely like if i if i go out uh, unless like you're in a northeast restaurant then mm. i'm probably not going to order chinese obviously obviously so yeah when it comes to that as well um you know like you had your fair share of like culture shock because mm. like you expected something but you got something else i just one of my memories also in bangalore i was walking home from work and you know there was this stall <laughs> those roadside stalls where they sell those bhil puri and halmore mm. and all and you know like in kerala they give you like really good like bhil puri like really sweet and no. sour and spicy you know you, and then you know what speaking about that i, I think i had Uh, I had some bhel puri in Calcutta, and I've still been searching, man, for that. Oh, yeah. For that thing. Yeah. So like uh, when I had that, like I remember, like I saw that stall. It was fifteen minutes stall. So I had I ordered that, but then when I saw he was making it, I was like really just like shell shocked because like, what is he doing? So basically, for them, like bhel puri is something like they have all those like the save and mm-hmm. the nuts and the potatoes and whatnot, but they yeah. also pour it like a pea curry. Yeah. Yeah, mm. the curry, you know. And I was like, I've never had that. Like, okay, like maybe something mm. new was good. I actually mm. enjoyed it. So that was like when one of the first times I learned that you know, like the difference mm. in culture. Yeah. It, it actually helps, like, helps me in a way to understand like the local people mm. better because I made a lot of friends in Bangalore. So I was mm. there for like close to a year, and so. you know the people i worked with there they were all very helpful and what really really surprised me was was how smart and educated like everyone is yeah. i ended up i remember this one evening i ended up taking an auto uh, from my workplace to my friend's house like which was probably maybe like 20 25 kilometers away so i took an auto and then you know my battery was low so i kind of just like put it in my pocket and just like you know started making conversations with the auto the auto driver fluent english like i was shocked True. yeah 
fluent english so we sat up we, and it was like raining pretty heavily so like he had to stop because like there were a couple places that flooded that were flooded so he couldn't take the auto beyond that so we ended up getting coffee and we spoke for like maybe an hour or so and he told me like he was actually an mba student who just drives an auto part time you know just to make ends meet mm-hmm. and it was like damn okay that's very impressive but also like man kudos to those kind of people yeah i mean think i i was in an uber one time and then the auto driver was asking like oh are you uh, obviously it was clear i wasn't from around yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was asking like where are you from i said like, oh i like i was uh, i had come from mysore i went to my brother's place in bangalore and i was going to the airport and then he was like oh okay okay and then he was like oh i even i passed out from uh, mysore i said oh, okay okay i was like i'm doing engineering in this and this college hey, even i passed engineering there i was like wow <laughs> small world <laughs> small world small world yeah, but i bet you had that glimpses like oh damn he passed out will i become a driver as well <laughs> i mean looking at bangalore right i think that's that's a different problem all to itself where yeah. i think like just everyone is there like you know how how many of those same jobs can you keep having like yeah. it's, it's kind of like you know you, you have to just uh, make ends meet at the end of the day true it wasn't like i was looking down at him or anything but it was like i realized like okay like that's the harsh reality of like living in a big city also sometimes yeah. Yeah, like uh it it becomes a point where you know you just have to start working man i i mean like you can you can't just be sitting at home all day thinking about that dream job like if yeah. you don't work for it right true right. true so uh, like again yeah to that conversation that we having before like we started mm. this whole session you know like people who are you know just like looking for the easy way out like only the mm. government jobs and yeah. stuff like okay no offense to them but then you know like there's so much more things that you know that is out there i mean yeah it, it's never like it's not a secure future yeah but but you will be fulfilled you know personally mm. and emotionally yes, if yeah. you focus on not focus but if you like try to pursue what you want to or like mm. or something that you good at i mean yes that self fulfillment uh, or like realizing like you know you're doing something which you're good at and you get enjoyment out of that that like trumps all the things you can get just from like sitting at a desk job and just like filling out some papers and you're like yeah you got a praise from your boss for like literally copying and pasting sometimes <laughs> yeah you, you know it comes to that point where you're like having that creative outlet sometimes really gives you a sense of drive and motivation yeah. to get better it's it's only like when you actually enjoy your work that you actually want to improve your work yeah. also right yeah and there are so many quotes you know like <clears throat> like the very cliche like you know find something you love and mm. you'll never feel like a job you know the people find it cliche but it actually is true it's i mean true. as much as you struggle you know as mm. much as you work hard you struggle there are good days there are more bad days than there are good days but yeah. like those good days they make up for every bad day you know yeah. for like when you do something that you love do something that you pursue you know it doesn't matter if you're good at it, at it or not if you enjoy it eventually you will get better at it so 
and when you get better at it pe- other people get to see how you enjoy it mm. and you know it kind of like cascades on it kind yeah, of just they, like it's a ripple effect it's a ripple effect they also, not- they also effect. notice your passion right exactly i mean uh, there there's no way people will come up to you if you don't just do it right mm. i mean if if you're someone from that background of having a creative right. uh, sense like if you're not making work and putting it out there how will people know that you're good exactly like if if you're a video creator and you you're very good at making videos and you never show it to anyone exactly how will you how know? How, how, will how will know? people know how, how people know okay forget forget people not knowing how will you yeah. like live with yourself knowing that you can't do you can do this hmm. but you are not allowing yourself yeah. to showcase that you can you know that yeah. you can do this i i i was having this discussion uh, last week with my friend uh so i had put out some photos on instagram and then i was like ah this thing i could have changed it here and i was telling my friend like i've come to a point where i realized like i just need to put out stuff it doesn't have to be the best like at at some point you'll get better but you know you shouldn't that self doubt shouldn't cripple you to such an extent exactly. where you're you're afraid to like keep uh, put things out into the world exactly and like also coming to that point you know that self doubt will always be there yeah. even even for me like i'm i will be speaking for myself right now uh like you know when i cook you know i'm like of course like i know how to make it i know like what goes in and all but like when i serve it that fear will always be there will they like it will they not you know and especially if if i'm giving it to someone who knows like you know like that yeah. same kind of process you know uh, like you know i have a lot of friends who who are really amazing cooks you know uh, my f- uh, soon to be brother in law david he's the owner of meaty delights he is like an amazing cook as well i've got friends like uttam who is like uh, the the head chef and owner of olivia's kitchen mm-hmm. friends i've got my grandma who started me into like this whole line of cooking like people like those you know like even when like even before giving out something to them you know that fear that self doubt will always be there but it's not something that you should let it yeah you know let it like hold you back if you make a mistake you make it make it with confidence mm-hmm. but they will tell you that you have made a mistake yeah. and you get better and that is how you get over that self doubt yeah you know? i think uh, like we touched on uh, on earlier right having that creative feedback only comes when you put something out there yeah right and you only grow like once you you do work on certain things yeah and it's like <clears throat> you know never be afraid to put things out because what's the worst that could happen mm-hmm. you, people don't like it yeah that, that's it. that's it that's no one's going to come to your house and barge in and like exactly beat you up or yeah. anything that's what so like yeah that is like one of the main things that i always follow mm-hmm. by like it's something that was taught to me like a very, like very at a very young age stage in my career like if you make a mistake you make it with confidence yeah it's okay yeah. yeah it doesn't matter like there is no one judging you unless of course you're in like in some type of situation where you are not afforded that you know that mm. convenience of making mistakes but if you can make it now you make it yeah you make your mistakes and you learn learn from it yeah yeah i think uh, you know that's a good point to actually close on Yeah like thank you Benny so much for coming on Thank you for having me Paul and having this conversation uh how can people find you if they want to you know get a hold of your you 
or you know order food from of your course. We are, yeah, we are online on Cloypi on the Cloypi app as well as the order app app as well, and we are available on Snackrack or Instagram as Snackrack. But even then, you can also catch me as Nerdy Noodle on Instagram. Okay, thank you so much, and hope to see you guys again on the next episode. Thank you. Ciao. Bye bye.